You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. It's Friday, 3rd of February. Meta stocks up 23% last night after results. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from MoneyWeb Studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, uh, Derek Ensel von Rensburg from Anchor. Uh, Combine all an Anglo-American updates. We're getting flooded with updates. Those ones two stood out. Skulk Low from PSG Old, Old Oak on the Fear and Greed Index as it's currently showing extreme greed. Uh, and then some thoughts for me. February, tax-free investing month. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Petra SA denies overcharging ESCOM for diesel. The story is messy, but I still, I, I still, ESCOM th- should get deals. As I said, they shouldn't pay the road accident fund for a start. Business day, ESCOM uh, is proving to be the big winner for bondholders. Beleaguered power utility can barely keep the lights on, but its mountain of debt offers juicy returns with almost no risk as 80% of those bonds are backed by government. Morning markets, U.S., very green. S&P up 1.5%, NASDAQ up 3.6%. Asia's green with Sydney and Tokyo both up half a percent. Commodities mostly red. Gold, 1,930. Brent, 82.19. Platinum is your green at 1,033. And palladium, 1,652. Rand, 17.11. Bitcoin, 23,500. Ten cent is off 1% in the Hong Kong lunch break. And top 40 opening call, looking for a 410 point red opening. That's just over half a percent down. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Chatting now with uh, Derek Janssen von Rendsburg. Uh, you find him, of course, Anchor Capital. Derek, morning. Appreciate the early morning time. Uh, Anglo-American and Kumba. I suppose it's touch on Kumba first. I mean, uh, headline earnings perhaps as much as 44% down. My sense is, and certainly looking at the market reaction uh, yesterday, not a surprise. I mean, we, we know the chance net challenges. And, of course, I mean, one of the key points is uh, we've seen the, the iron ore prices over the year uh, lower than they had been in, in, in record setting 2021. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you just look at uh, that production update, I think the production guidance, uh, the market was pretty much anticipating. It obviously was coupled with the trading statement that came through. Mm-hmm. Trading statement looking good. You know, if you just look at that headline earnings per share number, the stock still looks relatively cheap. We, uh, As you correctly state, we've had a bit of softer iron ore prices through the course of the last 12 months. But things have started to move in the right direction. Yep. Iron ore prices are picking up. Heps look strong for Kumba. So, you know, if we can hold these levels on the iron ore price, we get a bit of stimulus coming through from China and maybe some continued improvement on that iron ore price, then, you know, things bode well for a little bit of a higher share price. Remember, Kumba's always been a big dividend payer. So, you know, sitting at these prices, closing at about 546 yesterday, the yield is still very attractive. So, I think, you know, on the backdrop of a very tough environment dealing with the issues, uh, as you alluded to, with regards to Transnet, 
I think not a bad result given given the backdrop of a few hurdles that they had to cross through the course of the year. Yeah, and I take your point. I, uh, Kumba is a monster dividend payer. Uh, Anglo-American, which is, of course, parent company to, to, to Kumba and, and uh, others, uh, again, I thought, I mean, a failure in the market was perhaps a, not as impressed, but, I mean, broadly, I thought really good. Again, production update. I mean, they're in the right spaces. You know, they've got copper, they've got iron ore, they've got coal, they've got diamonds. I mean, all of these are, are, are currently in demand uh, commodities. Absolutely. So I think obviously this is a little bit more of a diversified plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to get a basket of commodities contributing to earnings whilst others come off the boil a little bit. Um, but all in all, I think, again, not a bad number. I expect some decent cash flow coming out of the likes of Anglos. And if we just look at 2023 and kind of, go, you know, pencil in some degree of prediction here, I think commodities are going to continue to be in demand, particularly from the Anglo stable. Um, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the copper side of things are also probably going to be in strong demand as we see that reopening trade come through from China and as we start to see some stimulus coming out of the east there. So I think all in all, not a bad number. Um, you know, it has come off its highs. It had a big rally going into the last uh, sort of eight weeks to two to three months. But um, again, you're probably going to look forward to to some decent cash flow coming out of Anglo's. Um, you know, just as a case example, those Kumba dividends are probably going to flow straight through to shareholders from an Anglo perspective. So not a bad number. It's run hard. Some some relief was probably due, which mm. is what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, or we'll call it the last week. Um, but I still think it's it's well poised for probably some higher levels. Um, if it dips further from these levels, I'd probably see it as an opportunity to buy. Yeah, I, I am looking at the chart now. Since uh, what uh, late no, early October, it's up what forty odd percent, fifty or almost percent uh, to the recent highs. A, a quick last question: diversified versus single? Because of course, combine ores, iron ore, Anglo's are diversified. I mean, is it a case of one or the other, or is it really horses for courses? I mean, you mentioned, for example, China that 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 gives you a good story for Anglo, and therefore maybe a, a play there. Yeah, so that's always going to be the conundrum you sort of uh, <laughs> exposed to. You know, you just look at some of these platinum players, platinum palladium players, mm. they've come off quite hard. So, you know, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, palladium price sitting where it is at the moment, you know, probably duly, du- duly expected. But I do think that some of the single commodities are starting to look interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole mining basket as, as a whole looks good. I think what's led us into the big rally that we've seen has been the diversified uh, space. So I think, you know, you could probably look at some of these uh, single commodities. One stock I'm keeping an eye on is Marafi. I see these spot Mm. chrome oil prices are starting to push higher. Um, Again, very cash flush, probably expect some strong dividends coming out of Marafi. That's a small one that I think you can you can probably take a look at. Okay, Marafi, we will go dig around that. Uh, Derek's a smart man. When you like stocks, it's worth having a look. That's Derek Ganser von Rensburg. You find him at Anchor Capital. And that's our, our question today on our LinkedIn and Twitter. Is that question around uh, diversified or single commodity miners? And, and maybe that's a case of sources for courses. It depends. You know, where are we in, 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 in the process? Derek mentioned Marafi there, but Anglo's got a nice bunch as well. But you can have your vote. You can have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at standler.com forward slash more.
Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with uh, Skulk Lowe. You find him, of course, PSG Old Oak. Uh, a tweet that uh, Skulk put out earlier in the week, and of course he's easy to find on Twitter. He is Skulk Lowe. Uh, this fear and greed index. Skulk, before we get into the mechanics of, of what it's telling us, I mean, uh, this is something which CNBC used to do for US markets. This is mm. now for the SA markets. What's sort of going into it? I mean, what, what's it capturing? Okay. Good morning, uh, Simon, and good morning to all the MoneyWeb uh, Now listeners. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wonderful tool, this. And, and I just want to, before I explain to you how, how this works, because a lot of people will, will suddenly you know, think that this, you know, as, as I'm not a trader, uh, mm. this is something that I've built and followed on, on, on CNN. And, and funny enough, it's still available for all the listeners out there. They can go and Google you know, uh, CNN, Fear and Greed. Wonderful, wonderful tool. I mean, and, and it's explained exactly as the word says, it's a fear and a greed. Um, so in, in in the CNN one, there's this it's called seven indicators. Uh, South Africa, we only got five five mm-hmm. of those seven indicators, and um, you know it's 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 basically five pillars. Um, they, they look at the market momentum, they look at market print, uh, your price strength, uh, you know the stock, your know, price breadth, you know, the, the market volatility, and the safe haven demand. And it's actually very simplistic, but man, oh man! I mean, uh, I've been been running this index for about let's call it three years. Yeah. And it's just crazy how you know when you get to an environment where there's extreme fear, um, and how that's always you know like like uh, Warren Buffett used to say, you know, be fearful when everybody's greedy, and greedy when everyone is fearful. And yeah, it seems like seems like the. The greed index, or let's call the fear, fear and greed index, a strike again. It absolutely is, and in a minute, at, at the moment, we've got that. That uh, it, it's highly elevated. But if we go back in time, it was right down at the bottom at, at uh, right. early October, and of course, in hindsight, I mean that was the perfect opportunity. I mean the JCs had a, a brilliant run since since early October, had a spectacular January. It, it is working. Although I take your point a moment ago, where you were saying you're not a trader. This is not saying to you, oh, go sell everything. Um, it, it, it's kind of saying to you, you know. Maybe, maybe be careful. Maybe you've got some money to deploy, you know, come back in a couple of days or a week or something. But the inverse is also true. I mean, we, we had, and I spoke to clients back back at end of September, where we a lot of these clients were, were, were extremely, you know, not just fearful. They were they were really down in the dumps. We, we know that was the period where we were sort of in the, the, the bottom bottom of, of the crash yeah. lost. And, and a tool like this just put you in a position to say, well, just wait 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 before you i mean this is not a long-term tool this is a short-term tool just know this is pretty much as as bad as it gets and 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 again the the indicators inside that tool it's just so wonderful it's 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 stuff you can you pretty much build yourself i mean we're talking about the market momentum Mm. Uh, that pretty much use i I use the jse um the jse movement and and it's 125 day moving average and and for for the listeners out there that 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 don't i'm not going to go too deeply in the, in the <laughs> terminology but when when uh, the share price or, or the index price trades above the moving average that tend to be a little bit more not, you know uh, bullish mm. but but where people are you know, tend to be a little bit more greedy when it drops below a moving average or trading below and the further down it trades below this moving average the more fearful people 
you know, are. You know, then you get things like like this, the stock, you know, it's price strength is 52-week um, highs and lows. It's just comparing the 52-week highs and lows of each individual stock. Remember, there's many, many stocks on, on, on the stock market. Sure. And, you know, sometimes you get these bigger. I mean, we, we've seen it. In South Africa, we've got the NASPAS, we've got Process, and we've got uh, Richmond. And, and when they tend to you know, go up, they tend to lead the market. And, and you sometimes miss the environment that, hey, maybe there's more stocks that's currently trading at, at 52 week lows, despite the fact that the index is high. Then the price breadth is just a McClellan. I mean, I'm not going to apply, you know, explain that. Mm-hmm. Market volatility, um, uh, the, the most well-known volatility index in the world is the VIX. That's the, the Chicago one. That's the, the US one. We've also got a similar one. We've got the, the SAFI. It's yeah. a South African yeah, volatility index. Very similar. Again, I put a 50-day moving average. And when that volatility comes down, historically, when volatility is low, then, then people tend to be a little bit more greedy. I mean, it's a lot more bullish yeah. when, when volatility is low and when volatility starts sparking. Oh, that's where people get fearful. And, and that just measures that. And the final one this is you know, safe you know, haven demand. That's it. That's, I mean, uh, Simon, this is most probably my, my favorite you know, part of this, this model. That's where you compare the 20-day returns between the um, JSE and the Albion for listeners out there. Uh. That's all bond index South Africa. Remember, bonds tend to be a less risky yeah, investment yeah. compared to 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 uh, equities. So when people migrate, when you see the returns of bonds exceed the returns of equities, oh, you know that people are suddenly flying towards safety, a little bit more fearful, and you just compare the two. That's it. As easy as get. You build a build an index. Zero to hundred, hundred extremely greedy. Zero. Oh, we see that in COVID. Oh, or, or we don't build it. We just follow you on Twitter the lazy <laughs> way. But I like the point that you made there. It almost sort of talks us off the ledge. I, I, I'm remembering uh, uh, late September. It had been a long year. Markets were grinding. We were low. And 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 something like this flashes across my screen, and it kind of it, it's like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. It also reminds me that, well, but you know what, we've seen this before, and, and markets recover, mm. and, and it's that, that talking you down from the depression of markets, which happens sometimes, inverse, when we're sitting here in the you know, early Feb, and we feel like geniuses, because we have exceeded <laughs> last year's return, and we're only a month in. Yeah, just go, just go, go cash it in now, go put your money on money market, and then go lay in the Bahamas. What, what, what else do we need to do? I mean, if we've already made the returns. We still need some catch-up. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah. Not just the JSE, but 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 global markets. But you're 100% right. It it just brings some sanity. You know, when people in, in the, let's call it the third week of January suddenly sit with returns of you know seven, eight, nine percent. You know, on, on any equity market, and you you know that that that, that term FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. get that FOMO, fear of missing out. This is where index like this is wonderful. They're saying, wait, 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 wait. Be careful. Don't don't be too too worried about missing out. We are not trading at elevated levels and just just some sanity. But I mean, I'm looking at the other chart you put out. Five year analyzed for the for the all share, 9.8%. Uh, <laughs> January, 8.9%. I mean, to your point, we've almost done the year in a month. But, but I can also remember 2006, where I think our top 40 did 40%. I mean, markets can do crazy things. So, as much as I love your idea of cashing in, going to sit on the beach, I mean, this could be a 40% year. I mean, it could be anything. I mean, we, we just sit here and let the market uh, uh, whip us around for the, for the next 11 months. 
I, I can't agree more, Simon. I mean, you're talking about 2006. It actually started in 2004. People yeah, yeah. tend to not remember that, that, that 2003 was actually a crash year. April 2002 to April 2003, mm-hmm. we, we saw a decline in the market of, of a further decline of, of 30, over 30% on the JSE. But from there, we had, you know, the, 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 the comeback in the market. And, and like you mentioned, you know, from April 2003 to September, the market kicked back 15%. Everybody was thinking, okay, that's it. I'm cashing in. Uh, yeah. I think the market did another 15% to December, and then the following year, get a 30%, and the following year, it was 70-odd percent, just by the way. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with your, your point of view. It's all about that thing. I don't want to use the cliche, but it's, you know, time in the yeah, market and not I really know. just time yeah, in the market. Yeah. And that 2004 to six rally was brilliant because I was too naive to do anything, so I just <laughs> left everything in, and I made a fortune because I had no skill whatsoever. And, and that comes to your point. Often the best returns are when you – turn off the screens. We'll leave that there. Uh, that's Skullclaw. Of course, you find him at PSG Old Oak and you find him on Twitter. Skullclaw, appreciate the time. There's no postponing the inevitable. Your money knew this day would come. And you know what? It can hardly wait to start giving some back to you. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Some thoughts now around tax-free investing. We chatted earlier in the week with PPS. Uh, we spoke mostly there about RAs, Reg 28. The other is that tax-free account. Uh, bought in uh, Klanklanene in 2015, 36,000 rand per year per individual. So if you're a family of four, I mean, it's actually a lot. It's it, frankly more, I think, than many can survive. But it's March to February, so this month is now the end of the year. Um, and if you haven't done your full allocation and you can, you should look at that. And then, of course, if you have 1st of March reset. Any age from birth to old, folks say, I'm old, should I be doing it? Yeah, I mean, essentially, every budget, the minister takes money out of your pocket. Yeah, they put some money back into your pocket. Importantly, must be a tax-free account. Not just an account you must nominate. Your broker, your bank, whoever it is, must give you a tax-free account. And then all profits are, as it says in the sticker, 100% tax-free. No capital gains tax, no dividend withholding tax. Within that account, I get the question all the time, oh, I don't like this one anymore, I want to buy that one. Can I sell? You can transact as much as you want. You could transact 10 times a day. The fees would kill you, but you absolutely can do that if you want. Uh, transfers are totally possible. It needs to be a transfer, not a withdrawal. Fill in the documentation. And of course, withdrawals are totally possible whenever you want, but there's a lifetime limit. And if your lifetime limit is half a million, if you've put 30,000 out in, rather, your lifetime limit drops to 470,000. Now, if you draw that money out, it stays at 470. So ideally, this needs to be long-term money that you don't need. Uh, I see a lot of folks who've got it basically cash accounts, earning 6 or 7% interest. If you're looking for income, fine. But this is really better served using equity, ETFs, unit trusts are allowed. Most uh, offerings have got discount brokerage, so they're really, really cheap. And over the long term, Measuring this in decades, the benefits in terms of tax-free saving are absolutely humongous. They fit incredibly well with other retirement products. And as investors, we should be having a good hard look at a tax-free account if you don't yet have one. 
That's it for today. We're chatting with uh, Natalie Clifford from PPS Investments on tax-free on retirement and the like. Um, and we asked uh, uh, if you were maximing. Half of you said uh, budget is tight. 40% said yes. And the rest were saying already retired. Those are the winners, perhaps. Twitter and LinkedIn. Have your vote. Have your say. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The Money Web website's in the app, 6.30 a.m. Podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again Monday. Scenarios for key SA macro data in 2023. You've been listening to another Money Web Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.